Hey everybody, it's Tom with Hidden Beats, and we are here with Ryan McMahon. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I'm in the middle of Saskatchewan. It is cold. That Saskatchewan is pretty cold. I used to live in Alberta, so I've gone past there a few times. Where in Alberta did you live? Uh, right in Calgary. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I did a couple shows on the tour already in there, and uh, they were awesome. Uh, and now I'm headed, uh, yeah, down to Re the Regina area uh, tomorrow. I'm on an off night tonight. Looks like a Montana steak for me tonight. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's the big. That's the big event. You can't go <laughs> wrong with a good steak, though. No, it's time. It's my first mm -hmm. one of the tour. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So let's uh, let's jump in. You want to introduce yourself a bit and your background for new listeners slash viewers? Yeah, sure. I am Ryan McMahon, um, folk singer songwriter from Vancouver Island. I've been hanging my hat there. I was, I was born and raised there. Um, I was in a band called Lion Bear Fox, which was a uh, Canadian folky Crosby, Stills and Nash uh, for eight years. And uh, now I'm solo again. And um, I have a new single coming out on April 22nd called One More Fire. Mm -hmm. That's one of the main reasons we're here to talk to you today, actually. Good stuff. So you've been doing this for a fair bit. What uh, what inspired you to get into music? Um, 22 years I've been doing it. Um, I was in high school and I think a lot of people probably have the same kind of experience uh, to varying degrees, but um, I was just having trouble finding, finding my niche, finding my identity and uh, I loved music. Um, I'm at an age where you know, the whole Seattle thing was blowing up and, um, you know, Pearl Jam was all over the radio. And and then around like 96, I think I went and saw the Tragically Hip for the first time and that changed my life. And um, I just always love making people laugh, love making people smile, love making people think and um, just kind of really fell in love with um, searching for a better song every time you try and sit down and squeeze one out you know for lack of a better term um and just i've been chasing that i've been chasing that dream all this time and i'm still chasing it would you how or who would you describe yourself as kind of similar to in the music scene well it's funny there's a little bit of um if there's ever been a downfall uh for me it's that uh, the industry itself doesn't know exactly what box to put me in um, because I am heavily influenced by uh, Roots Americana, um, but also like I love uh, soul music um, um, and Motown and things like that. And so, I mean, these days, I mean, you could kind of slot me alongside somebody like Nathaniel Ratliff or Ray LaMontagne or Jason Isbell, and those guys would, would be uh fellas that i really look up to these days lucinda williams is a hero of mine um yeah those kind of cats okay yeah i mean i'm a fan of of all those names too actually so <laughs> that works out pretty well yeah so when when you were coming up and doing your music how did the the band lion baron fox come about then well lion baron fox was um so the other guys were a couple of cats that I knew from the Vancouver scene. Um, Corey Woodward was the bear. Chris Aruda was the lion. And I was, by process of elimination, the fox. Mm -hmm. um, 
And uh, I loved their work. I was big fans of theirs. And I was going to do one of these solo tours. Um, <laughs> it's quite similar to the one I'm on right now. And I was just like, dudes, come with me, ride with me. Let's go. And so we would just switch up the headliner every night. Um, we were all in similar positions. Um, and so what ended up happening, like we left Vancouver. And by the time we got to Winnipeg, we were singing on everybody's songs. Okay. Um, and then I think somebody came up to us at the Park Theater in Winnipeg and said, hey, man, that was amazing. Love the harmonies and everything. What's the name of your band? And we weren't a band we it just it started resonating with people so by the time we got back to bc um you know i think one of a, i think Corey sent chris and i a text and said let's try this and we were all super keen to do it it was it it was we were all in similar states of our lives and and it made sense for sure and it was a wonderful seven and a half year run um great chapter in my life and career and i i don't regret that one bit yeah for sure and definitely it you you talk with so much passion about it it definitely seems like you had some fun for that sure yeah i mean it it you know like with a lot of bands they're not what do i want to say they're not it's it's hard to keep a band together um mm -hmm. um and especially as we you know we all got into our late 30s and early 40s and stuff and started you know growing our families and um and you know just just going in different directions musically as well um you know those were three big personalities three big cooks in the kitchen and uh you know we didn't always agree um but i yeah i do nothing but love for those years and uh and those guys oh that's awesome and and you've got a pretty pretty like you said 22 years now you've got something i think i read 15 discs under your belt now and uh a well just singles and all it's hard to pick out specific notes sometimes yeah yeah i have i don't have 15 records but i have i have i have a good gaggle of records yes i think your your wikipedia might be a little off then <laughs> oh no well <laughs> you know anybody can update those things tom yeah i mean hey i can go back in and look at that after yeah it's I'm right here you got oh see maybe i misread that five full-length albums in 15 years ah. That's oh, see, now I got to update it because it's like now there's like six or seven. So more like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've, you've been you've been putting in work for sure. It's my job. Mm -hmm. Yes. So touring is a big component of yours and you're on tour now. How is that going so far? Uh, after sitting for two years and staring out into the cul-de-sac, it's pretty great. Mm -hmm. It's pretty great. I had even a guy got... Um, something that that totally would have um pissed me off a couple of years ago i had a guy get kicked out of my cam loop show and i just was so happy that he was even there i didn't i wasn't angry that he was disrupting the rest of the audience or anything mm -hmm. i tried to make him feel okay as he was screaming at the bouncer uh oh, stuff that i would have been really jaded about a few years ago i was just so happy i'm just so every show is just like nothing can go wrong it's got to be such a good feeling to get back out there and, and perform these tracks live. Yeah. And, and getting some new songs too, that I'm, uh, I've either just recorded or I'm, or I'm about to record in a couple of weeks, uh, get, getting them up on their feet and walking for the first time. That's always an exciting time. Seeing what works with the audiences, seeing what doesn't work with audiences. Yeah. I, I love, uh, I love playing new material for sure. It drives them crazy because they don't know the words, but I mean, that's the best feeling right there, too. <laughs> yeah. Is there any other, like, really fun touring stories you've had so far? 
Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I rolled into Red Deer um, and I did a podcast, not unlike this one, but I did it in person. Um, and uh, it's put on by, by a former, uh, he's a radio guy. So he's like, hello, it's David Gilmore here at uh, Red Deer. Um, and David Gilmore is also a very accomplished luthier uh, guitar maker. And uh, so I did the podcast. Uh, and this is just a couple of days ago, three, three days ago. Um, did his podcast. He always asked great questions. We had a wonderful time. And, uh, but then he said, hey, let's go into the showroom. And I figured, Dave, I can't, I go, Dave, I can't buy a guitar right now, man. I already told you I can't because I already own one of his, his guitars are beautiful. It's my main writing guitar. And uh, he's like, yeah, we'll just take a look. Like, let's just take a look. And I'm like, I think he's going to squeeze me out for another guitar. Right. Yeah. And after two years of not being on the road, I need to make all of that dough. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I go, go in there and uh, he and his uh, lovely wife, Adrian uh, are there. And, um, and then uh, he says, um, we love you. We believe in you. We know you've got new music coming out. We know you're going to be touring all over down the States and everywhere. Um, ah, I got chicken skin, even just telling you this, <laughs> uh, pick a guitar on the wall and it's yours. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm ripping around with a, a fourth guitar now. So, um, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not this like read, you know, I, 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 there's a lot of breaks maybe that I, I could say that I haven't gotten over the years, but I'm still here writing songs. I still have these little pockets of really loyal fans and friends that uh, just mean the world to me. And uh, that was such a lovely surprise by somebody that's been in my corner for 10 years. And it's gonna give you a little extra kind of a, a pick me up for the tour too, like motivation, things are looking good. And... Yeah, I mean, it's a very busy time because everybody, I mean, I, th I think that I used to do a lot of this stuff myself, um, just booking the dates, uh, making the records, um, and, and then trying to somehow publicize them and stick your hand up in, in like a world of so much noise and go like, look, I created this thing. Please look at it. Please look at it. And uh, now I, I'm, I'm in a position where for the first time in years, um, I, I have these amazing people that work with and for me and, and we're all kind of united to, to try and break this 42 year old <laughs> one more time. Mm -hmm. Um in terms of radio here and down south in, in the states as well and uh you know we're making videos and i just i just the people that are around me right now are the are the best folks i've ever had and, and i'm just it's a it's a time of gratitude and i think i'm at the right age to really appreciate it as well the kids are getting older and um i can kind of sink my teeth into this midlife crisis and really put on a good show i mean why not right there go ahead <laughs> yeah man so Why how not? did you how did you deal with the pandemic and COVID and that, especially not being able to do anything really live? Um, out of the gates, and I, I don't know, I, I imagine this is probably the same for a lot of, of cats like myself, but out of the gates, it was horrible. I, I didn't do a good job. I, I did let the depression kind of sneak up on me and kind of envelop me for a little bit. Um, uh, the alcohol intake went up, you know, just sitting around outside, you know, around the fire. And um, I just, I, you know, some days were just rife with apathy, to be really frank. Um, it, it was tough. And um, then I started, you know, 
the aforementioned folks that have been helping me out, I started getting emails and calls and just kind of just conversing with people in this business that uh, are going to bat for me and, and they're in my corner and they believe in me. And, and they're like, come on, man, let's write some songs. Right. And I started just recording them at home, um, which is a, a very admittedly rinky dink studio, but just, it's a place where I can workshop ideas and mm-hmm. um, uh, things started happening. Um, and then you just kind of feel that optimism start driving again. And then you're like, okay, well maybe, maybe I can use this, this downtime off the road um, in a positive way and get some of my business ducks in a row. Maybe I can write some great songs. Maybe I can record those songs and maybe I can team build and, and set some goals, some realistic goals that we can actually achieve by the time the pandemic's over. And um, I, I just found my drive again. Um, and I'm grateful I did because yeah, it was I was in a low place for a little bit. Yeah, I think everyone kind of had some sucky spots. Myself, I had to basically sit here in this room for a while. Like I work from home and sit in front of this computer all day long, every day. So it gets yeah. monotonous after a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of social media, because social media is such a tool that that I we use in our industry, um, it's hard not to see all of the opinions and online fighting and and just just negativity you know day in day out if if you don't think that wears on your psyche it really it does and it does mine so i just you know and beyond music and beyond writing songs and always working and stuff i made sure that i started um getting outside more and hiking more uh when the weather was good i'm swimming in the ocean with the kids i'm paddle boarding um i live in a beautiful place Ladysmith on vancouver island and um, just using the surroundings instead of, and, and there's times where you, yeah, you're at home and you're hunkered down over that laptop for sure. But, but uh, trying to, trying to balance it a little bit more. That's good. That's good. I mean, myself at the start, I, I was kind of okay with staying in, to be honest, I was done with people for a bit. And and then <laughs> after a while I was like, okay, now I'm a little bored and, you know, I get it with the dogs a little bit more often, but I'm based yeah. right in Ottawa. So it's not like there's fancy places we can go for a swim or we you know there's some places to hike and whatever but oh you're in ottawa yeah oh sweet i mean hey whenever you get out here this way too we'll definitely make sure to catch your shows too craig cardiff land Mm -hmm. yeah yeah everyone kind of dealt with covid a bit differently i'm i'm at the end of my my patience with it at this point now because i want to get out and do stuff What's the situation like there in, in Ontario now? Because I, I, I'm not touring there, so, so my focus hasn't been on what the, the mandates and things like that are. Uh, mandates are apparently, I think I read today, they're supposed to be lifting all mask mandates uh, by the end of this month. And okay. everything's opening up at this point. They're getting to a yeah. point where learn to live with it and just do what you, do the best you can. Are you finding, now it's my interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you finding that... Um, Cause I got some, I have some shows, like some, a lot of the places I'm playing on this tour are like smaller scale. They're acoustic shows, my, just myself. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I have an opener, um, but they're, uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking 50, 75 seaters, some of these places, right? Really yeah. small. Um, but at the end of the month, I'm playing with my band back into theaters and stuff again, right? And 
I even got a message this morning where it's like this, this nice gal uh, is like, just cool that everything's opening up, but she personally just isn't ready, like wants to come to the show so bad, but isn't quite ready to be around that many people. Like it's like a 300 seater, right? Yeah. Which is just a bummer. So I think it's going to really, it's cool that things are opening up, but I think that things are like the gate is going to get affected for a little bit. Um, here, I, I don't see it as much like that. Okay. I see a lot of people really excited to get back out there and doing stuff. Right. And I, so I work with a promotion company also like booking shows and we've got a bunch of shows already booked here in, okay. in Ontario, like in Ottawa. And I think one of them sold out in like three days. Like it was already done. Was it, was it like a nationally known artist or was it somebody like me? Uh, a fairly, fairly decent sized name, but not, it's, it's an Ottawa local, but he's made a, made a name for himself across Canada for sure. Okay. But then there's also smaller artists too. There's a, we booked a TikTok artist. I don't remember his name, but I've never heard of him before. And he's, he's selling out pretty well too. Like it's going pretty good. It looks like. I just joined TikTok. I'm having so, so much trouble with TikTok. I just can't wrap my mind around it. Are you, are you in your late thirties? Uh, 37. Yeah. 37. Okay. So I'm 42 and, uh, it's just, and my kids, cause I got two teens and well, basically I got three teens. I got a 12 year old girl as well. It's like mm-hmm. super hip. And she's just like, really, like, really, you're going to do this. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can nail Instagram all day long, but I, and I really just did not want to join another platform, but it just, everybody that, that everybody on the team is like, no, 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 this is what we do now. Yeah, no, TikTok for musicians is, is the way to go. I mean, I, yeah, my, in my platform, I don't really have a platform for TikTok. It doesn't really mesh well. So that's why I'm having a hard time adjusting to that. But right. I have seen countless uh, musicians blow up on TikTok just because of the algorithms that they use. But what, but what kind of 40, what, what kind of, I almost, I almost aged myself, but what kind of 40, two-year-old do like like it's it's not even about that you it's just your song if you post it on there and someone uses the the song on some of their videos that's where you start to to hit that's that's what that's what uh my gal said okay Mm. all right so you you can post a couple tidbits of a track like when you're when you're messing around on the guitar whatever and and that will pick up but it's the actual song itself that other people might start using for TikTok dances and things like that. The world is mine. Oh, Sounds yeah. you, good. You 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 have a, a big window. You can you can use a lot there for sure. Well, thanks for the vote of confidence, man. Hey, I mean, I I'm sure you can do it. I, I like your music myself. I was li- listening to it with my wife, and she kind of was like, "Oh, okay, this is this is fun." Oh, uh, have you heard the new single? Yeah, I I got it sent over to me beforehand, so I can make sure. Sweet, and I, I'm digging it for sure. Awesome, that's great to hear. Uh, one other point, I actually speaking of singles, you had a single on Californication. How uh, yeah? How crazy was that? Uh, it felt great because I really liked the show. Hmm. Um, not not as great watching it with your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Uh, <laughs> it was, you know, the subject matter and whatnot, but um, that that's sort of been one, a little like a little gift that keeps on giving over the years you know whenever it's in reruns you see a little bump in in attention and stuff and some mm-hmm. new fans especially overseas like in in poland and uh denmark and germany and, and places like that well i think those places are like they're a bit behind when you're getting to the the tv stuff so it's probably newer to them and rolling out a little bit more 
Maybe. Yeah, Dukovny. Dukovny. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. And Californication was, was a good show too. And I tell you, whenever I got the chance. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. That felt really good. Um, yeah. So tell me a bit about the new single, One More Fire. Sure. Um, okay. So country singer sensation <laughs> friend of mine. He's a friend. Uh, this guy named Aaron Prichette. Oh yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've met him and and had some shows with him out here oh great man he's such a nice guy um the warmest heart uh i can't say enough good things about him um musically you know we we're like we're totally different entities um but we were playing a um charity event at uh, ronald mcdonald house and we got to talking um and just about our careers and stuff where i'm at where he's at um these things are always changing, these careers of ours. And um, his son, Jordan, and his gal, Danielle, um, they are uh, in a band called Cross Parallel. They're also- We actually interviewed them also. Okay, great. Okay, so Cross Parallel, uh, his son, Jordan. Um, anyway, basically the, the gist of it is, Aaron uh, was curious, what would happen if he gathered a little bit of a team around me and said, can we try to record one song? one song a different way in a different place uh with different musicians than you're accustomed to let's just see let's just see what we can churn out i said well what kind of song do you want to you know do you, do you want to record he says don't change anything about your lyrics stay authentic stay true to yourself but whatever you do make it up tempo okay i said okay i can do that uh i wrote one more fire a couple days later um and it's a song about, like, it sounds just like this fun summer country rock acoustic song. Mm -hmm. um, to me, it does. No, I mean, but same you, with me. If you dig into the lyrics just a little bit, though, um, it's, it's a song about me redeeming myself and hanging on to this dream that I've had for all these years, tooth and nail. And I think that, especially after everything that we as a society have been through, I think that it might just, there might be a little bit, a couple of nuggets of relatability in there for the listener. If they're looking for something, you know, a little bit deeper than drinking on a plane or something to that effect in the country world, mm -hmm. you know, so not, and not to show, throw shade on that genre. It's just, I think that there's a lot of, artists in the country world specifically in Canada that are saying pretty much the same thing and they're giving the the customers what they want for sure but I bet that there's a place for something with a little bit of a slightly deeper lyrical content uh, we can still make those songs up tempo make them move their bodies but maybe we can move their minds a little bit as well mm -hmm. and uh, that might be ambitious of me I don't know but uh, we're going to give it a shot and I hate to be that guy, but your audio just went out again. <laughs> right, right at that last sentence that you just said. <laughs> it could partially be because of your your connection there, because we're doing this over Wi-Fi. So not not me. I'm on data now after that other BS. So I'm on data now. There we go. Okay. So I, you know, yeah, I'm in North Battleford. Do you know where that is? Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I understand. Yeah. Okay, so I'm 
I'm doing the best I can, man. But I'm on, I'm on data now. It's all good. I've, I've had some technical issues before and we just make do with what we can. Cool. All right. So I do have three questions that I always ask everyone I'm interviewing and, and I'll warn you ahead of time. These ones tend yeah. to elicit more thought and they stump people. So be prepared. Oh, I'm stoked. So for, the first one that I always like to ask is what kind of advice were you given when you were coming up that you held on to the most? Uh, that's easy. Um, there was a guy in Nanaimo where I cut my teeth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just put your hand up if my audio cuts out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, there was a guy that, that did sound and made records uh, independently uh, for the most part, but he actually, no, no, that's not true. He records like David Gogo and the Irish Rovers and okay. you know everybody from our neck of the woods. Right. Hello. There we go. Hello. Whatever, whatever you're doing to, to reset something there, it seems to work pretty quickly now. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I don't know. I'll keep trying. It's a different thing every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, so what advice that stuck with me? There's, there's been lots of things for sure. But so this guy that I was talking about, Rick Salt, he was a, a, an engineer, reco- uh, recording uh, engineer, producer from Nanaimo. But he also did sound in the main club that I grew up playing, you know, in my late teens, early 20s. And he would see all the different incarnations of me, the different the different uh, styles I would try. Uh, you try different styles with your voice. One time in particular, I showed up for sound check and I was going to be the brooding asshole for a little bit. I was going to try that hat on because I didn't know who I was yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you just try like, I mean, I was 19, you know, I was just trying, trying everything. I didn't know who I was. Um, and so I'm walking into the Queens at Soundcheck. Oh, I sorry, Tom. There you're back now. Sorry, Tom. No worries. Damn, you're gonna really have to edit the shit out of this. Yeah, I mean that's I by by trade I'm a photographer videographer, so that's what I do, anyways. Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't. I don't worry about it too much. Okay. Things happen. Okay. Well, okay. So I'm gonna. I'm, I won't get long-winded about it. I'll give you the answer really fast now. Okay. <laughs> Rick Salt saw me brooding, you know, mm-hmm. being 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 sullen, and he saw me across the room, dropping my guitars off and my amp and stuff. And he said, "Hey," he pulled me aside. I was 19, and he goes, "Hey, man, none of that. Be yourself. Okay. Be yourself. Be authentic all the time. If they like you." great if they don't then this isn't for you makes sense it's very simple but i i still think about it all the time if it's something uh, that holds that holds true to you then yeah that, that's yeah that's what you need and then this is more of a songwriting thing um what's the least you can do to make this song great the least amount of notes the least amount of complexities because then when things get really crazy complex, you're, you're doing that shit for you. You're not doing that for the listener. Mm-hmm. So, so if you want to connect with people, paint in very big, broad strokes, and then they will be able to share in that experience with you. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Me too. Okay. There's my two. Next question. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question is, what is something on your current playlist that people would not expect you listen to? 
Um, Hollis Brown. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love uh, <laughs> dirty garagey blues music as well. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of a good song, so it doesn't matter what it is. If it's well done, that's the way, that's what I want to hear. Me too. I love punk rock if punk rock is good. I love blues if blues is good. Motown, like I said earlier, like uh, just take it all in and and keep keep the best and leave the rest. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Motown too. And one of my favorite concerts I ever got to see was actually Frankie Valley. He came to town oh, here. Man. That guy, really? he, yeah, he doesn't move very much anymore. He's you know, a little bit older, but his pipes are still the exact same thing. And it just it hit awesome. me right in the heart every time he sang something. Yeah. So, and and my my last of my three questions, what is something that you wish more people knew about you that they don't ask enough? Oh, there's the hardest one. That's I always leave that right to the end. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're a real jerk. <laughs> uh, what is something that people don't know about me that I wish they asked more? Are you because okay? You, yeah, I mean, the, are you, you okay? Okay, no, that's good. Because sometimes I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. But but I'm especially as I kind of dip my toes into the country genre, again, particularly in this country, I find that uh, you're supposed to be up and on all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, and and um, that's a unique challenge for a guy with my wiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's good. I'm, I got this, it's going to be fine. I'm a middle-aged guy. Now I know who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin, but I, I wish that people would ask me how I'm doing more. Okay. No, yeah. I, and I, I can appreciate that, you know, especially with what's just happened in the last couple of years and people's mental health have, you know, taken a toll on them. So. And, and further to that, I need to ask people how they're doing more. Mm-hmm. yeah that's uh you know a little give and take that makes sense too i mean i wouldn't uh, honestly i don't i don't think about those things that's why i like asking these questions because i only come from my perspective so you can only you can only see so many things but hearing these things yeah. from people i wish that interviewers would uh, there's more i got another one okay i wish i wish that interviewers would ask questions one and two way more because okay. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed one and two, but not so much three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get, you got to give them a little bit extra at the end, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for you. I don't want to keep you too long, but uh, is there any final thoughts you want to give to listeners slash viewers? Uh, just that, just that one more fire is, is, um, is out on the 22nd of April and I hope they love it. I hope they, the, the song resonates with them. I'm going in the studio to record two follow-up singles on the 21st of this month. As soon as I get back from tour, the solo dates and, um, one more fires, one more chance to get back to a roaring twenties that maybe we can duplicate from the 19th, you know, that would be nice. Yeah. So uh, just just be kind and get up and get after it and uh, and treat people well because uh, never mind the division. Let's talk less politics and more humanity. Mm-hmm. If everyone gave a little bit extra kindness, things would just be that much better. I think so. It's okay to disagree. You don't have to write them off. You know. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah, that's perfect. I like that. Well, I hope I wish you you know good luck on the rest of your tours and. Like I said, I hope we get to see this side of the country soon enough. 
And, yeah, I'll get out that way for sure. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy the rest of your, I guess it's evening now. I don't even know what time it is. Jeez. <laughs> uh, it's dinner time here. It's almost, yeah. well, it's, it's old man dinner time. It's five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, it's, oh, it's 5.30 for me, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm only an hour. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with us. And like I said, good luck. Thanks for the time, Tom. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. You have a good one. Okay, take care, man. Okay, bye.